1: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know. Nonstop Viking Star. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com.
0: It is Purple Daily. We're mm. not at full strength. Mackie off this week. Seeing
1: family, Declan. I'm not quite sure exactly uh, what he's doing. You know, I sent him a text this morning and uh, he said, I, I actually said, you know, have fun on the water slides. I know he was going to the Dells. Yeah. Oh, and he okay. said, He's got Kalahari and other things lined up. I mean, I'll tell you right now, if Wisconsin Dells ever wants to sponsor Purple Daily, you got at least three spokesmen who will gladly sell it. Love me some water slides. Do you? Oh, love water slides. Oh, yeah. I told him I'm hijacking his family vacation next year. If that's where you're going, if you're going to do all these, you know, water park stuff and water park uh, amenities, I'm in. I know the Dells has the
0: cash because there there was a time where um, they would sponsor a twin series on bally's and like marnie would be in the dells
1: doing updates that's right i remember those from She'll like, be like 10, going 50s. down the water slide yes, with was the genius. kids i'll do that okay. i'll gladly do that well, you, you tell them i'm sure and on the road i'll just hit quick trips so that will be the best part of it
0: oh that is a great Look idea that. and that's a great segue what a professional you are De- Declan Goff. and uh, yes the presenting sponsor of purple daily of course is our friends at quick trip where it's essentially one-stop shopping. In fact, I am sure that the Mackies fueled yep. up at Quick
1: Trip, right? Uh, they have Be- gift cards. Also, he told me, I have Quick Trip gift cards. They have I'm getting the gift cards. Yep, all this that great stuff. This is perfect. So
0: they fueled up. They got mm-hmm. some snacks, perhaps a Karuba coffee as well. But what if I told you, Declan Goff, that there's also, there's also an opportunity that exists at, Qu- at Quick Trip, not to just get some snacks, but actually get a meal. How about this one? Roasted whole chicken. Oh wow! At Quick Trip, I'll that's exactly that. right. On mm-hmm. special for five ninety nine every Monday, hot and ready for any meal or meal prep. Eight piece chicken tenders or bone in on special for nine ninety nine every Wednesday. Our hand breaded and um, hand breaded and jumbo tenders as well. Quick Trip is your one stop shopping. Be like the Mackies and fuel up at Quick Trip, both for yourself and your car. All right, Declan, plenty to get to here. Yeah. Um, Phil is off, but the Vikings news does not rest. As we found out on, what is today? Today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday, so we found out on Tuesday. Okay, so the Vikings took Monday off completely, uh, Mm -hmm. essentially, after they lost uh, on Christmas Eve to Detroit. Yep. And then we found out on Tuesday via coach Kevin O'Connell, there's really uh, two bits of news here. One is the TJ Hawkinson news. His season is done, which sounds bad, but it's not saying much because there's two games left in playoffs. Yeah, uh, but the injury is significant: mm. torn ACL and MCL in his right knee. Um, there was ex- there was hope expressed by O'Connell that he'll be back for the start of next season. I think that might be a long shot because he's going to need surgery. Uh, this is definitely a multi month, not just recovery but rehab as well on the defensive side of the football. D.J. Wadham uh, is done with a torn left quad. He, was, he is going to be a free agent in March. This could definitely impact that. Um, and bef- before we get to the injuries, I want to start with the quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. Yep. So we are being told uh, that there was a pro football Mike Florio, pro football talk report yesterday um, that the Vikings were contemplating or at least giving thought to going to Jaron Hall after what we saw, the four interception debacle. And I don't care what the statistics were for what he passed for. Nick Mullins was a hot mess on Saturday. Um, So there was a report from Florio that the Vikings were considering going or are considering going to Jaron Hall. Asked about that, O'Connell said, we are still contemplating, but did not say that I am going to stick with Nick Mm -hmm. Mullins. Now, this is a very interesting discussion here, okay? Because the Vikings have two regular season games left. They're currently out of a playoff spot, but they are very much in the hunt. So they're not done yet. If they beat Green Bay and Detroit, there's a very, you know, there's a huge fighting chance to get. So the question is this. Who do you start at quarterback? Because what is your philosophy? Do you want to get a look at Jaron Hall? Or do you think that Nick Mullins put up good enough stats but is yet a self-sabotager enough that he gives you a chance to look like you're trying to be competitive while if you lose your next two games, I believe that you can get, a top ten pick in the draft. How do you
1: weigh this? This is very much your uh, jump to conclusions, Matt. Here, do you do you stick with the Mullins, right, and you take the step forward yep. because uh, his turnover worthy pr- play rate is actually twice that of Josh Dobbs, which is amazing. I don't think that's necessarily really that surprising if you really have no. watched the last few games, but it's twice the turnover worthy play rate that Josh Dobbs had. Uh, so, look, personally, personally, I would, I want to see Jaron Hall, and whether that results in wins or losses. Everything's kind of gravy here. So two things. Back on the playoff front, before I answer your question, the mm-hmm. Vikings go 2-0. and They are at about a 95% chance of making the playoffs. The issue is if the Rams and Seahawks also win out, which right. is very plausible, the Vikings get bumped. Yep. So that loss to the Lions was a huge kick in the groin, or even the loss to the Bears, you can make a case, was also a kick in the groin. Um, so if they go 2-0, and they're still going to need some help. They're going to need one of those two teams to go at least 1-1 one uh in in the final two games and if jaron hall is a quarterback great he gets to get some playoff exposure if they go zero and two and they fight you know valiantly like they have basically all season they haven't they haven't gotten blown out basically all year um i'm okay with that personally i want to go with jaron hall um i know the vikings still have a shot at a top 10 pick hell i think even there's scenarios where they could even like creep into the top seven top six seven five picks if 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 they really play their cards right and everyone else wins and loses but personally i want to see jaron hall so whether that results in wins or losses, or if you're picking thirteenth, ninth, seventeenth, to me, it's, it there isn't that huge of a difference. I want to see what Jaron Hall can bring to this team, so that's where I'm at. And you know, we're recording this on Wednesday at like ten ten Central. So by the time maybe some people are consuming this episode, we might even have an announcement from KOC going into this. But if I was running the show, I'd pick up our pick up the phone here, call our buddy KOC and say start start Jaron Hall.
0: I want to see Hall. Um but I wonder what the philosophy is going to, to be. And I guess here's my question. So Jaron Hall started out a necessity against the Falcons and got hurt in the first quarter, suffered a concussion. But my question is, have the Vikings seen things in practice that they don't think that he can play, which I would be surprised by because against the Falcons, he looked representative. I mean, he didn't look terrible. Um, so my personal issue is I'd like to see Hall. And I, honestly think that O'Connell is going to start the quarterback that he thinks gives his team the best chance to win games against the Packers and then the Lions in Detroit in Week 18. But I wonder if there's going to be inside influence as well from the Vikings saying, hey, you know what? Nick Mullins is a mess. He can throw for lots of yards. It doesn't look like he's trying to tank, but he definitely is. And I wonder if that discussion above O'Connell would come downstairs. Because I'm with you. I don't after what we saw, I mean, Nick Mullins has six interceptions in two games. It's it's awful, and even worse than that, in my opinion, is the absolute just lack of ball security. I mean that the fumble that should have ended the game, if the Detroit player had just fallen on the ball, that Justin Jefferson came back, by the way, mm-hmm. and had the um, <laughs> and recovered it, which you know, good for him, but that whole sequence to me encapsulates the real problem here it's not just the arm it's not just the arm strength it's not just the bad decisions it's literally when he just makes these plays where he drops the football so i'm with you i think o'connell's going to be with you and me on this but i just gotta wonder if someone's going to say my god that draft pick because they won't there will be people that say there is a huge difference between like the 17th pick for two oh, yeah. wins that might get you in. So like, I think there's a conversation here, but I don't think the coach who's trying to win games is going to participate in saying, yeah, let's start a guy who going into games. I, I mean, what's he, what's he guaranteed right now when it comes to uh, uh picks and just turnovers in general, two to three a game. Like, it feels like he is a sure thing for that. And you can't win with, with that. As we saw, from the one and four start, so I would like to see Hall get a shot, just because I was on the Mullins bandwagon because I thought he could run a game, and I guess I was just dead wrong. And after seeing him in person, that arm strength, like the Jefferson pass, I keep seeing things, and it's not wrong, Dex. But I keep seeing you know statements like, "Well, if he had led him, if he had just done this or done that," but I just want to back up to the the pass itself. He claimed the ball came out wrong. I mean, it was literally wobbling. It, it didn't, he, I don't, if he had led him with that same pass, it probably falls incomplete. I mean, it's a terrible pass. So just the whole sequence of those plays gave this team no chance. And I got to believe Kevin O'Connell does not want to watch that again.
1: And I think going to the Packers game, like, you know, they're, they're still, even though they're on the outside now looking in, they still have a chance to get in here. So they're not ready to, you know, just hit a nuke or hit a, not even a nuke, hit a, hit a resex. I mean, you have two games left in the season. There's not really nuke button that's at play necessarily here, but they they still want to win that Packer game. It's their last home game of the year. If They haven't played well at home oh, all season, God, which has no. been a huge shame. And in, in fact, and maybe even in a future pie chart of blame, which I'm guessing we're going to get from you or Phil by the end of the regular season, you know, the results at home this season have mm. been awful. Uh, so I, you know, they're, they're going to still fight valiantly. And I get that. That's a winnable game against green Bay. Um, but at, at the same time, I I think you got to see what you have in your rookie quarterback. here. like Nick Mullins isn't part of your plans. That's I understand why you traded for Nick Mullins. In fact, we advocated for this. I believe the trade went down the day you were in the hospital bed, getting your appendix ripped out. I think that's when they traded for Nick oh, Mullins. Awesome. Uh, about 16 months ago, and both Phil and I said the same thing. Hey, you can't have Sean Manning as a backup. You need a capable backup in Nick Mullins. Again, a capable backup who can step in, not a capable backup who could succeed Kirk Cousins. Right. And you have a chance here at Jaron Hall, who is a rookie quarterback, who could be part of your future plans. Again, could. Big emphasis and quotations on could be part of your future plans. Nick Mullins is not. Nick Mullins is who he should be, which is QB2 on a team that has to have a guy step in. He's not part of your future plans. So I've seen enough of Nick Mullins. I want to see what you have in Jaron Hall. And who knows if he lights it up and he gets this team in the playoffs after being on the outside, looking in, does that change your future draft plans? It could, it it could. Uh, So I, I just want to see this team, look at the rookie quarterback, see what they have in them. Nick Mullins doesn't do it for me. Now. I understand if, if that's Quasi coming down, if that's the Wolfs coming down, I don't you know. The Wilfs aren't probably coming down saying lose because we know how the Wolfs operate. Right. But is Quasey and Grigson and that staff basically saying, hey, we have a shot here right. of picking eighth instead of 16th? And on a draft board, that obviously does make a huge difference. So is there any influence on that and that decision? I'm curious. I The thing that I, side tangent, the thing that I've been honestly maybe uh, more surprised from Kevin O'Connell, and it came during especially that tush push debacle two weeks ago. Mm hmm. He is a lot more uh, control and football coaches are controlling, so don't get me wrong. He is a lot more stubborn than I think I gave him credit for. Oh yeah. He is a stubborn guy. He's like most coach. like most football coaches. If that's stubborn. not that's not a shocking thing for me to say. Yep. But he is a lot more stubborn. And I wonder if there would even be if, if Kwesi or Grigson and they they said, Hey, we know we we have a good shot here getting a top ten pick. I think that would be a bleep you. We're winning this football game. We're gonna win both these football games. I don't care about anything that results in an 8th pick or a 16th pick.
0: And Jaron Hall might be a mess, too. Like, we mm-hmm. we don't know. We we didn't see enough of Jaron Hall against the Falcons to uh, assess how he would do. I just think at this point in time, M- Mullins is much worse than I thought. You know, I saw he had the most passing yards. Who gives a know, crap? That's a bunch of crap. Who gives? Um, but no, Kevin O'Connell is a football coach, and Kevin O'Connell is stubborn. And look no further than the fact that against the Lions, he basically allowed Nick Mullins to be Dan Marino, passing-wise. They ran 11 times. How do you accidentally, like, you don't accidentally run 11 times. Now, if they got drilled the whole game, then, okay, then I sort of get it. You're just catch-up, catch-up, catch-up. But you led. You led in this game, and you ran 11 times. And Ty Chandler, who was coming off a 100-yard game, and yes, he didn't have a great game, but... You didn't really give it a chance. Right. That's, that's stubborn. In, in, in my opinion, it's dumb. Look, I understand the Lions are good against the run, but you can't abort the run. You can't just be like, well, we he, he literally, what O'Connell did on Saturday is he coached an arena football league game. That's an arena football league box score. Let's just go aerial. Let's go old school, Iowa Barnstormer, Kurt Warner, to hell with the run. Um. So, no, you're exactly right on, on, on that. And look, you know, Jaron Hall might play and Jaron Hall might stink too. At this point in time, okay, then he stinks. It can't be worse. Nick Mullins is way worse than I thought. I, I thought I'd seen enough where it's like, okay, he can competently run a game, but I didn't realize that he would freak out and panic and do stupid things. And then I didn't know his arm was so bad. Like his arm, I'm sorry, but that arm strength was alarmingly poor. And it didn't have a thing. That did not have a lot to do with pressure that had to do with you know the ball came out wrong well yeah because you were gripping the ball as hard as you possibly could to throw it and i mean that's something i would do i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons this
1: show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment
0: All right, let's move on. The injuries. TJ Hawkinson, uh, I think it was the first play, the first offensive play of the third quarter by the Vikings. He takes a low hit from Lions safety. Kirby Joseph suffers a torn ACL and MCL in his right knee. This is gonna be months now. I know Adrian Peterson came back. You know, he also got hurt Christmas Eve, the, the year that he got yeah. hurt and came back and had a great year. Um, I would not try to compare Peterson's recovery either. timetable to TJ Hawkinson. Very different people, different bodies. Not that Hawkinson won't try, but here's where I want to start with you. Cause I've seen a lot of Vikings fans upset about this. What was your take on the Kirby Joseph hit?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think it was maliciously dirt. I, I don't know what football players are supposed to do to tackle guys. This is my problem. I I think this is where I come. Like, yes, he's going low. Would I prefer for him not to go low? Yeah. Do I also prefer him not to go to the head? But he can't go to the head. That's my point. So, like, if he can't can't go here, and he can't go here, and he has to go just right here, like, the gray area, and we're just making this so much more difficult for DBs, for people to cover, for people to tackle. Um, To me, it was a football player. I don't know. I I don't think there was any malicious, and honestly, the 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 big factor of all the, how you, how are we supposed to tackle people starts with quarterbacks right we, you can't you can't tackle quarterbacks like that because Brady tore his ACL you can't drive guys in the ground because Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone like there's always going to be rules especially with quarterbacks that that happen to this if this happened to a quarterback I think it's a different story but to me no I I didn't I didn't look at it as he needs to be suspended or reprimanded and you know bleep him I understand why fans are emotional about it totally get that I don't. I don't, and I and I wouldn't poo-poo fans necessarily who are absolutely shocked uh, that a hit like that would happen, and that they think that there's no re- that there should be some repercussions. But no, to me, I I didn't think that it was the dirtiest hit. I looked at as a football play.
0: I agree completely. And now we're t- talking about, um, and it looks like it's going to happen for next season, banning what they call the hip drop tackle, which is another way to try to get around high hits and this is my problem. I don't know what you're supposed to do. And like, if this happened, if this was a Viking safety on, on a, you know, Detroit or a Chicago or a green Bay tight end, I don't know. I don't think that the outrage from this state is the same, but yeah, they have to figure out what tackling is now because so if this guy comes in, if Kirby Joseph stands up and tackles him, that's a high impact collision for him as well. So, I just this league. Look, I'm all for protecting against concussions, but if we're now going to protect against knee problem, you know, so you so like there's this small area where you can initiate a tackle, it's ridiculous. But Hawkinson's loss, um, again begins to make you think that the Vikings' season is in dire jeopardy. Here, right? I didn't realize this. I, I was going through the piece that Seifert uh, wrote about the injury in his ESPN.com piece Uh, Hawkinson second in the national football league in catches by a tight end this season, 95 third in receiving yards, 960. Um, He leads all national football league tight ends with 155 receptions since he was acquired at the trade deadline, 2022. And and of course he got the, uh, the contract extension four years, at least 66 mil in August. Uh, So I think he's probably out to start next season as well. And I saw some people saying, well, you, you guys mocked him for sitting out or not taking part in team drills in uh, training camp. Nobody mocked him for that. It was the made-up excuses why. This makes perfect sense, and this is another reason, Dex, I think, too, why you are not going to see Justin Jefferson set foot in, in training camp next season to start unless he has a contract extension.
1: And, you know, the the whole Hawkinson thing, yeah, was just so weird. I, it was just bizarre to me, whether it was an ear infection or a hold-in, and then all of a sudden he's fine. The whole then, thing was a hold-in. And then the first four or five games, you know, he's kind of off to a rocky start with some drops, and, and then, you know, he still put together an incredible year. And, yeah, I mean, that's another reason, too, going into this game. I mean, now they're without TJ Hawkinson, who's obviously a, a great security blanket for any quarterback, but a, a difference a difference maker and a game-changing tight end player. So, I would assume that Justin Jefferson is going to have to get a big payday here if he doesn't. Um, I mean, why would why would he report? He's not going to report. Why and would that's he report? A,
0: but but the thing, too, is so for the people who are afraid that he's going to look at the QB situation here and bail, understand this. The only way that happens, I think, is if he forces a trade over the offseason this year. Because Justin Jefferson is not going to play out his fifth-year option with no contract beyond that mm-hmm. to force himself into free agency, he'd be crazy. Like, like so you're telling me he's going to risk and, and this is a guy who missed substantial time now. So what you're telling me is you're afraid he's going to play the entire 2024 season on the last year of a rookie contract, which is paying him. Okay. But by his, measure of play it's not good mm-hmm. and that he is then going to wait till march of 20 what, what would it be then march of 25 to become a free agent he ain't doing that no one would let him he is either going to get a very rich contract extension but if he wants out he's gonna want out and he's gonna have to demand a trade before training camp starts which i also don't think is going to t- take place he's going to get paid what you have to accept is he's probably going to become the highest paid non-quarterback in the league. So if you're against that, then you got problems. But I find it hilarious that people are very afraid that Justin Jefferson is going to be a free agent and leave us. He'd be a moron. No one's, No one in their right mind, including Jefferson, he's not a dumb guy, no one in their right mind is going to have him basically take a chance on playing 17 games in 2024 and then walk because this injury to Hawkinson is exhibit A of why you don't do that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I, I would assume he's going to want a big payday. They should give it to him. You know, he look, look at what he did uh, on Sunday against the Lions. that third and 28 play that we talked about on vent line and hot takes, you know, that is a game changing play. Uh, And if you have the right quarterback, then get him the ball. Amen. That game's over. So look, it's a hard bet. I understand why people are wary of his future with the Vikings. They have an incredibly uncertainty at the most important position um, and by the way, I don't think this re-signing Kirk's make makes Justin Jefferson stay either. I don't, I, I I think there's there's some fans. Oh, you have to re-sign because you have to keep Justin Jefferson. I don't think that's necessarily black and white as one goes with the other. Uh, so they face a really difficult decision here. And if he doesn't want to play ball, or if they don't if if they don't give him the money that Jefferson's looking for, then you have to entertain trading him, and you'll get a ransom for him. You'll right. Get a, he's the best receiver. You'll get a humongous. You'll get an insane trade for him.
0: Don't you think, Dexo? that 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 comes down to um, the financials? Like, I I think this quarterback thing is overblown. First of all, the Vikings are on backup quarterbacks, okay? Like, none none of these guys were expected. O'Connell didn't take them and mold them, all right? The thing with Kirk worked well. In fact, I think the thing with Kirk proves that O'Connell can coach up a quarterback really well because Kirk Cousins put up big stats uh, but didn't necessarily have the success that he has had in two years with Kevin, okay? And last year was fantastic. So I think this whole thing, when it comes to like, oh my God, Jefferson might leave, comes down to finances. I don't think it comes down to. And look around this league; like there ain't all of these great QBs playing right now. Mm-hmm. First of all, I believe that the stat I heard this morning is sixty different quarterbacks have started because teams are. You know, the, the Vikings are just one of many teams. I know. I think the whole AFC North is going with backups or backup to backups right now, and so this fear of oh my, you know, it's not like everybody else has a great QB, and the Vikings are in turmoil. But the thing it too is, I think this comes down to how much are the Vikings willing to pay Jefferson? And that's going to be the, the potential linchpin here. That's, that's the important thing. I don't think that Jefferson, like, what's he looking at? Joe Burrow? They can't afford Justin Jefferson. I'd like to go to Cincinnati and play with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. Well, that's a great idea. They can't afford it, right? Yeah. So, like, how many teams are in situations where Justin Jefferson is going to identify that team and say, I want to go there. And that team's like, oh, we got plenty of cap space. So I don't, I, I think this whole thing about the quarterback overblown completely. I do think that there is a ta- a discussion because we don't know this. My guess is that the Vikings pay him for sure. But we don't know how the Vikings are going to take it when they do have to write that check. And by the way, I looked it up. The Vikings are two and five at home this season. That's yeah, bad. That's awful. It's bad. How can you be that bad at home?
1: I don't know. It It's turned into one of the. It used to be one of the best home field advantages in football, and this year it's just been terrible. And if you go back to the Giants game, they've you'd put a loss there as well in the wild card round. Two and six, yeah. So they're two and six in the last eight games at all, just two wins, which is kind of unacceptable. That's
0: absolutely pathetic. Yeah. And you're exactly right. All right, Dex, uh, t- tell the people what they n- need to know. And we'll also be uh, churning out a Purple Daily. Write that down today.
1: Uh, well, I can tell you right now, if your fans football season is over, why don't you go to Underdog and Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. So if your uh, fans football season came to an end, look, I get it. It's never fun when your fans football season comes to an end. Luckily, there's still props. There's still things to do. There's still plenty of uh, great items to be, get, get your hands on here at Underdog Fantasy. New users still get a promo match with promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R. Plus, uh, you'll get a free mystery pick em, uh, slip as well. I saw ones floating around this last weekend with LeBron James being back in action. You can do cross-sport entries, so plenty of great options at Underdog Fantasy. Uh, Judd, how about weight loss planning? You know, it's holidays are over. It's Christmas time. That's, yep, that's done. 1st. And now it's New Year's Eve. Now it's New Year's. How yep. do people uh, get in on the weight loss plan before the New Year's resolution starts?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is a, a very... Simple answer: That sports dad a couple of years ago uh, dropped forty pounds. That's right. Livia Weight Control Centers. That is the answer. Those are the people who are going to help you drop those unwanted pounds, and uh, they have a plan that works and a plan that's going to help you not just lose the weight but sustain that weight loss. They are there for you every step of the way, and if you join now, get guess what? Three months for free. That's right, three months for free. That is the offer that just started. Along with, with the fact that they are now offering breakthrough weight loss medication options as well. Three months for free. Just call them at 855 go L I V E A Livia.com. Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com, inside or outside the States. The whole thing can be done virtually. So uh don't fret if you don't live here. 855 go L-I-V-E-A Livia.com. Livia, weight control centers.
1: Hit the subscribe button for daily Vikings entertainment. This is Purple Daily.